You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I feel like it's been a really, really long time. Uh, This is Chris, Chris Swinney. I'm your host for that one time on tour. I've been on a hiatus as of late. I hope you're still out there and uh, you give a shit about this podcast. Um, It's been weird. It's been really weird not doing the podcast. I've kind of thrown myself into some other things. Uh, as you'll hear today, today's episode's a little bit different. It's another one of those palate cleansers. Whenever I've taken a break, I've kind of come back with a different sort of episode. Uh, today's episode kind of focuses around what I've been doing other than the podcast. Uh, during the pandemic, I started a band with some buddies of mine called Fire Sale. Uh, Matt Riddle, who used to be in Face to Face and No Use for a Name, plays bass. I play guitar. Uh, Pedro Aida from Ann Beretta and Fun Size and Shot Clock sings. Tim MacMiller from Protest the Hero plays piano and guitar. And uh, my buddy Paul Williams plays the drums. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun writing songs again. And uh, we we signed a deal with Spam Records out of Austria. And we have a 7-inch single that uh, it's shipping soon. You still have time to order it. Um, it's it's. There's been some delays at the at the pressing plant. Let's just say that. I've heard that Adele had a huge deal with that because uh, her her new record shipped like the most that any vinyl has shipped since like the 80s or something. I don't know all the logistics of it, but uh, but yeah, all the pressing plants have been having all kinds of delays. But if you are interested, you can still order it. You just need to go to firesaleisaband.com. You can get exclusive bundles over there, uh, or you can go to sbam.rocks. That is in Europe. You can get it there. You can get one of the variants. And then I want to say, this is is how unprofessional I am now that I, I haven't done a podcast for a while. Let me get... Okay, so the website, if you're in Europe is shop s h o p dot s b a m dot rocks and if you are in the united states of america i need to find that let me see here just bear with me okay here we go if you're in the united states of america it is s b a m dash like the little the little dash 
S-B-A-M-Rocks, R-O-C-K-S, dot U-S. Pretty easy, right? S-B-A-M-Rocks, dot U-S. If you're wanting to get the, the 7-inch, some of you might be waiting for the full length. That is that is what I've been doing with my downtime. Uh, as you guys know, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, back on October 5th, I lost my stepdad, and uh, it's really affected the family a lot. I've been, uh, I've really been trying to spend a lot of time with my mother, and uh, I even took my mother to Alaska, get her away from this whole stuff. My mom and I both travel quite a bit, and uh, we've all, we've both of us have been to all forty-eight lower United States, so uh, we hadn't been to Alaska or Hawaii. Back when I was playing with the Ataris, they ended up playing. I don't know if they ever played Alaska, but I know that they played. They played Hawaii after I left the band because my stepbrother, Aaron, who was the son of my stepfather, Jeff, who passed, uh, he actually got to go play Hawaii with the Ataris. But uh, those are the two states I hadn't been to, Alaska and Hawaii. And I figured, you know, every every year my wife and I take our mothers on trips and uh even though it's cold, I was like, "Why not? Let's let's mark it off the list." My my wife likes beaches; she's not really into Alaska, so I'll save Hawaii for uh for the family, for my my kids and my wife, maybe next year sometime, and I can get that elusive fiftieth state. But uh, but yeah, I took my mom to Juneau, Alaska. We had a really really good time, and uh, really cool little quirky, strange city. I, I really enjoyed it. We got to go up to, on the glacier, and uh, we, we got to just see all kinds of good stuff. I got to try reindeer for a second time. I had reindeer when I was in Finland, and I really liked it. And yeah, I, I, I will tell you, it might not sound like a vacation destination, but Juneau, Alaska was really cool. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed myself, and uh, I think my mom really had a good time as well. But you know, I'm back now, back from the traveling. Uh, I, I've been off for quite a while. I've had so many amazing emails and and voice messages and and Facebook messages and Instagram messages, and you guys are just so great out there, and I really, really appreciate it. You know, it's really weird. You when life kind of happens, and you have all this stuff that you do, like I people call it content creation. Like, I don't really think I'm a content creator. I mean, I guess I am, but you know, I love to write music. I love to release music. I love doing the podcast, but you know, I, I I had about a month and a half, almost two months now. I haven't really done much with a podcast and, uh, it feels good to kind of be kicking back into gear. I'm booking new guests. Um, I have a couple episodes on the hard drive that are going to be coming out soon. Um, I have the Zach wild episode, uh, Ozzy, he plays for Ozzy he plays for black label society. That's coming out very, very soon. And, uh, I, I have an interview coming up soon with Adam Fletcher from the copyrights. Great band that just put out a record on fat. And, uh, they've been around forever though. They're, they're Midwest guys like me. I think they're from Carbondale, Illinois, but, uh, <clears throat> we are supposed to do the interview, the last couple of weeks and uh, he had something come up. I had something come up. So that's how it goes with podcasts. So I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. 
Uh, my buddy Dewey over at Pure Pleasure, he he texted me the other night. He's like, "Are you done doing the podcast?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm not done doing the podcast. It just you know, I got to come back and do it right." So uh, today's episode is a little bit different. You know, I, I've had so many people hit me up like. And they, they're not like saying, God, you got to come back. But they're telling me stuff that really kind of makes me happy. They're like, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed listening to your podcast until it was gone. And that kind of is a weird like compliment because I want to come back, but I also want to do it kind of like the right way. So I, I will say from now until the end of the year, it might be spotty. You know, I know I'm going to do a big top 10 releases of 2021 episode with my buddy Gavin. Uh, He used to tour manage the Ataris and now he has his own podcast called behind the stage, which is really, really cool. And I'm going to be on his podcast as well. He's coming back with season two, but yeah, we're going to do that. Um, I I'm hoping to uh, chat a little bit with, uh, with Matt Riddle. He's going to come on, you know, we're, we're buds. We're just going to, Shoot the shit, maybe talk about fire sale a little bit, but probably talk a lot about face to face and no use for a name to tell you the truth. That's what I that's what I always bombard Matt with whenever we're chatting about stuff. But uh yeah, I've got some really good guests lined up that uh I can't really say a lot about now because if I tell you now and then maybe it gets rescheduled or you know, that stuff happens quite a bit. It's hard to line these things up. So going from the break that I was on to then trying to come back. That's kind of the issue. I, I have content, you know, finger quotes that is going to be coming out soon, but it, it might not be like clockwork every week because the holidays and all this stuff that's coming up, there's a lot of stuff coming up. So uh, I, I wanted to jump on here. I wanted to put out this nice little fun episode uh, that it all kind of circles around the music that I'm doing. And some people will turn this off right away. And some of you guys out there, you might dig it. And you've heard me talk about the band a lot because I'm super proud of it. I'm super happy that it's happening. But today's episode, it's kind of a little bit of a crossover episode, but it is an interview that I did with Prescription Punk Rock, my buddy from Quebec, Eric. And uh, he's got a radio show they, it says right here on uh, the Facebook, it says they promote the local and international scene and they believe in passion, heart, and talent. And uh, Eric's always been really good uh, to me and my band that, you know, always been good. It's my band's new. So, but yeah, Eric's a great guy. He really does, you know, promote a lot of bands and uh, he's down for the scene, as they say. Uh, He's up in Quebec, up around Montreal, which is one of my favorite cities in the world. I love Montreal. 99 cent pizza on every block. Poutine everywhere. I mean, how can you beat that? It seems like all of my favorite cities revolve around food. Uh, I even told you about the reindeer I ate in Juneau. Maybe I need to stop eating so much and check out some other stuff. But uh, if you want to check out Prescription Punk Rock live, you can check it out every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you can stream it on uh, on the internet. It is www.crl.qc.ca. Crl.qc, like Quebec, .ca. 
So you got to check out Prescription Punk Rock. Eric is a good dude. And uh, there is a video companion to this interview because he, I don't do that stuff. Everybody asks me, Chris, when are you going to start doing live streaming or when are you going to start doing the video Zoom call as a companion to the podcast? And I'll tell you straight up, I mean, like Dewey's doing it. Everybody's doing it. It's really, really cool. But I'm so anal and stupid with these episodes that I edit the hell out of them and and I work on them so much that that, that would just be extra. It would be another four or five hours of work that I would have to do. And I don't see the benefit because you guys come back. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully you're back listening to this. It's been quite a while. You might have grown up and moved away. I don't know. But um. Yeah, the video stuff would be really, really cool. And who says someday maybe that'll happen. I just don't, I don't know. It's a lot of extra work and I don't see the point. Most of the time it's just, you know, a little talking head. Like I'm talking to, you know, like this episode today, you'll see it. If you go to, you know, the episode page on TOTOTpodcast.com, you'll, you'll see that it's me and my studio and Eric in some room somewhere in Quebec and we're just talking like I would much rather just listen to the audio anyway but uh, that might happen at some point I've had so many people ask me if I'm going to do that and yeah it, it could be down the pipeline but uh but I don't know coming back into the podcast we're gonna do things I, I want to try to do things a little bit different streamline it a little bit uh, as far as sponsors go I'm gonna keep my band sponsors as like a normal thing, the way it's always been, they've always really helped out. And I, I feel like it's a give and take, you know, financially, they help me out a bit so I can keep the lights on and I can update my equipment and, and do everything that I have to do to keep the podcast current. And then, you know, a couple thousand people listen to their song on Spotify. There you go. It's a really nice kind of trade off. And I love promoting new bands. And so that's going to stay the same. Uh, the radio segment is another thing that I really like to do because I like to let you guys know what I'm listening to, you know, kind of what's on my radar and uh, maybe some other things like top fives and, and that stuff that I've always done is going to stay the same. Now, as far as sponsors go, you know, there are sponsors that have helped me out immensely, like partscasterconcierge.com and, uh, you know, Permanent tattoo gallery, places like that. I'll mention them, you know, because I want you guys to patron to patron <laughs> patronize, not patronize, patronage. They need they want your patronage. Uh, I have no script or anything, no notes today. I'm just talking to you guys. That's that's how that's how I roll. But uh, but yeah, as far as sponsors go, it's not gonna be a bunch of crazy shit. You know, I I turned down the 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 ball clipper company, Manscape. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't think, I mean, I don't want to talk about that, you know, and it wasn't like they were buying me a house. So I, so I'm not going to talk about that. So if a good company comes along and it's something I use like guitar strings, like if Ernie ball hit me up and they're like, Hey man, we love your podcast. Here's a bunch of guitar strings. I would take that in a heartbeat, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep it kind of, you know, in the vein of what the podcast is about. And I'm not griping or throwing shade at anybody else in the podcast world. If Casper Mattress wants to send me a new mattress, maybe we'll talk. 
But, uh, you know, I, I just want to kind of get back to brass tacks and just do things a little bit more from the heart. I'm not, you know, making a living and paying rent with the podcast. So I, yeah, I'm going to help the bands out and, and companies like I really, really care about. And that's it. And if you're listening to this and, and, and you think like maybe I'm making fun of you or I'm, I'm throwing shade at, at some podcast you like, I am not to each their own. I've done it. There's been sponsors on this show that I didn't really care about, but it helped. It really did. But moving forward, I kind of want it to, to be, you know, if it makes sense to be on that one time on tour, it'll be on here. And now I'm just blowing off because I haven't talked to you guys in over a month. So I appreciate all the feedback from the update episode where I kind of told you guys what was going on. Um, I'm doing better. I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy writing music again, recording music, um, taking my son to kindergarten at six 30 in the morning, uh, just stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's going well. So I've talked for a really long time, but I haven't talked to you forever. So it felt really, really good, but I'm going to jump into this. Um, th- like I said, today's a little bit different episode. It's just jumping back in. I might be back this week with another episode. I might be back next week. It might be a couple weeks. I'm, I'm going to play it by ear till the end of the year. And then we're going to jump right back into content weekly. I just, I have to build it up. I have to get back in to shape as they say, you know, if you're going to play guitar and you haven't played for a while, you got to get back into shape. You haven't done a podcast for a while. You got to do the same thing. I, uh, I've got my notes in front of me right now for a couple of the interviews I have booked and I have some anxiety and I never have it because I, I hope that I remember how to smoothly talk to somebody when, when they get on here. But uh, there'll be some surprises as well, a couple bonus episodes, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna have fun till the end of the year. Twenty twenty one has had some high points, some low points, but I'm sure that's the same for everyone out there as well. But I just want to let you know that uh, the support that everyone out there has given me, it's been unreal. It's been amazing, and I, I feel like we have kind of created this community. And uh, I'm not going anywhere. It might take me a couple of weeks uh, to get this thing back up on the foundation, but it's, it's going to work out. So I appreciate the support. If you need to get a hold of me, you can hit me up. It is TOTOT podcast at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline. I would love to hear your voice and then tell me anything that you want. It is uh, area code 765-372-8818. All of this information as, as in the show notes and everything are over on our beautiful website, TOTOTpodcast.com. So, thanks a lot for coming back. Thanks for sticking with me. And uh, this is my conversation slash interview with Eric over at Prescription Punk Rock. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, At the end of the interview, I might play some Fire Sale. Who knows? It's all very self-serving, but I just wanted to kind of get this out into the world, and I'm super, super stoked on the stuff that we're writing. We have 15 songs for the full length, and uh, I think we'll probably have to cut a couple of them, but uh, you know, when Fat Mike was on the show, he's like, I wrote 200 songs. I'm like, how do you do that? And it's, it's crazy for me that I wrote 15. So so yeah, a couple will get cut, but uh, it's, it's, it's coming. It's going to be cool, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. 
And here is me discussing what's going on with my buddy Eric at Prescription Punk Rock. Thanks. Hello, uh, Chris. It's such an honor to have you uh, on our Quebec uh, radio show. Uh, I spoil it, but uh, for people that maybe uh, didn't recognize you, uh, in which band are you playing right now? And well, yeah, welcome, man. Um, right now, currently, I, I'm in a new band that I started called Fire Sale. Uh, it's with uh, Matt Riddle from No Use for a Name. He used to also be in Face to Face and Pulley and 22 Jacks. And then uh, Tim MacMiller, who's from your great country. He's in Protest the Hero. He plays piano and guitar with me in the band. And Pedro Aida, from, uh, he's in a band called Ann Beretta down in Richmond, in Richmond, Virginia. And he's also in a really good band called Shot Clock. And then uh, my buddy Paul Williams, who's uh, from Indiana, just like me, he's in a band called Making Enemies, and they're great. You got to check them out. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect lineup. Uh, how, how you guys came together and how the ID uh, for the band came up? Well, um, I've been playing music my whole life. I've been in some bands that some of your listeners might know. I, I was in the Ataris for a while. I was in a band called Brazil that was on Fearless Records. I was in a band called Undermined that was on Kung Fu. Like My whole life I've toured and been around the underground kind of punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, scene. And... Um, you know, I got married, had some children, was kind of away from that for a while. And I started a podcast because I missed talking to people about music. It's called That One Time on Tour. And through that, I connected with, reconnected with some old friends, made some new friends. And when the pandemic started, I started writing music, which I hadn't done in over a decade. And I let friends hear it. And they just happened to be friends I really admired and was inspired by what they had done in their past and they all said they wanted to be in a band with me and that's how you get fire sale man <laughs> born out of the pandemic that's what it was kind of born out of necessity you know it's rad because you know when it's in your blood it's always came back to you and i'm happy that you're still doing it you know um and podcast the connection it's a rad story because it's so true you know with the radio show uh I met a lot of people and you got those crazy stories and you've been on the road. So sharing that, uh, it really stimulating. And like you said, you connect with musicians that want to have new project. I think it was the same with Matt for many years. Uh, it did a little project here and there, but, uh, mostly, uh, uh, it was not, uh, really active for many years. So, you know, having you back in the scene, you two and the others, it's crazy. It's really cool. And it sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much man the thing with matt which was kind of cool like everyone else had signed on like timmy's a good buddy of mine pedro's a good friend of mine you know we we used a session guy on the seven inch the two singles before we got paul in the band we used a session drummer that we knew but um with matt we needed a bass player and i didn't know what to do i didn't want to just play bass on the record and he posted a video where he had played bass on like a cover song like one of those quarantine covers and so then I knew he had the ability to record it at his house. So that's that, that night I sent him the song and I'm like, Hey man, I don't know if you're busy. I haven't talked to you for a while, but if you want to play bass on my song, you totally can. And he, <laughs> he got back to me and then we got the name for the band and he said he wanted to be a full member. And it's kind of cool because everybody has other stuff going on, but it's a real band. Like we, we plan on playing shows. We've got offers for different countries and, and different places around the country. And it's, it's a real band. It's just weird that, you know, 
it's just weird how it started, but it is. A, I think it's a good story, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and things gonna go really fast for you guys because you know we see the pandemic slowing down around the world. Show our, you know, our there again. People are getting crazy. It's just yeah. we're, we're living again, and I think it it was the right time and right place um, for a band like you guys. And there's a huge hole in the scene right now because we need new headliner. We need new generation of band. It was for many years the same band. And that was a problem with the festival. But now there's so many bands out there yeah. that are ready to, you know, uh, be major part of the scene. And I think that, you know, with the song and everything, everything is in place. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's really cool to talk to you because I have a special place in my heart for Canada. And uh, every band I've ever been in, Canada has been like the best market we've ever played. And people, I don't, I don't know what it is, but people in Canada seem to have this like passion for punk music that I don't see a lot of other places, maybe in Japan and some places like that. But yeah, every band I've ever been in everywhere I've ever played, they, the Canadians are some of my favorite people in the world to play for. And I mean, you're in Montreal. Is that what you said? Quebec city, Quebec city ahead from Montreal. I, I have not been to Quebec city since 2004 or six. I don't remember. Oh. I played Warp Tour with that band Brazil, and uh, yeah. I just remember all the amazing graffiti everywhere. Yeah, you saw like uh, it was the Lower Town. Yeah, it's really yeah. beautiful. There, the Ashton Dares, and then the graph and everything. And Quebec is really European if you compare to Montreal. Montreal is really punk rock. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, uh, even, even like Sherbrooke and Rimouski and places. I mean, I've been all over Quebec, and it is definitely one of the few places in North America that feels like you're in a European like country. You know what I mean? Yeah, really uh, the vibe and everything, but yeah. it's really bad. I was there actually at that warp tour that you're talking about because uh, there was a warp tour in uh, 1998, but then they skipped Quebec to go directly to Montreal. So for many years we didn't have the warp tour, but in, 2004 and 2005 we got the warp tour back and i remember it was uh, uh just uh, near the arena where uh, yeah, the yeah. Nordic used to play i i just remember uh, i got to be close with the alexis on fire guys on that tour and yeah. uh we were always like headlining over them but then when we got to canada they were on the main stage so yeah, it was way way different once we got to canada you know <laughs> yeah yeah the they really get big in Canada quickly. Like, yeah, uh, they, they took over the world, but you know, they it was really big quick after the first record. Everything was, you know, pretty fast for them. But well, I just remember, I remember, like, I've always been a fan of them. Before I knew them, I went to see them play here in Indiana on like uh, on the Watch Out tour, and they played. They headlined the club, and there was maybe seventy people there. And then I went up and saw them in Toronto. And it was like sold out like 3,000 people. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? It's crazy. Was, it, was it the year where Gutterman couldn't make it to to Canada and they, they, they put the vandals and they didn't say a thing to anybody? And there was like uh, uh, the merch, uh, the vandal merch, and the guys were there like, go see us, go catch <laughs> us. And like, 
you fucking kidding me? You guys are on the bill. It's <laughs> nobody has said that. <laughs> I, I think I remember that. Yeah, man, that, that's awesome. I, I the guttermouth guys are good dudes. So are the Vandals guys. But I think I'd be a little upset if I wanted to watch Guttermouth and I got the Vandals instead. I don't know. Ah, uh, people were pretty, you know, happy. It did yeah. happen a couple of times. They got actually Guttermouth got a ban in in uh, Canada for a show, I think, in Saskatoon where uh, Mark got naked and um, got banned. <laughs> sounds, for, sounds like Guttermouth, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for six years or seven years, but they came back and everything was fine. Mark fell down the, from the stage, I think, ten times <laughs> since then <laughs> in, in Quebec shows. I, I just I love I mean I love the entire country but I've spent a lot of really you had a lot of really good times in Quebec so I just thank you so much for your support man and for having me on today. Ah, that's that's an honor, my friend. You've been involved in a lot of project and you know it's uh, it's all band that I used to listen a lot and it's cool to have you because you can share a lot of story about you know <laughs> the scene and with the podcast that's the cool thing you know I yeah. think it's a great idea you know um, I've been doing interview for many years but. You know, doing those kind of interview really directly with uh, the anecdote, the craziness of the tour and surreal moments or just meeting people that, uh, you know, you never thought meeting in your life and yeah. and tell you that they love what you're doing. And it's just it's crazy on the road. Well, I tell you, that's kind of the cool thing about the podcast, because I. I've pretty much had everybody on my bucket list that I wanted to interview on. Like I just had Fat Mike on a few months back. Chris from Propagandi. Like I've had people that you, I mean, I had Jay from Bad Religion. I mean, I, I've had people on my show that yes, I've met and we've ran in the same circles, but they still, I'm like a 14 year old kid. Like you changed my life, you know? And, <clears throat> and the cool thing about the podcast is, is making those connections and getting to talk to people that inspired me and influenced me. And someone like Matt Riddle, who, you know, we're buddies, but he's in my top like three bass players of all time. So it's cool. That, it's cool that we're friends, but it's it still blows my mind, and it's not lost on me that one of my favorite bass players is in the band I'm in. It kind of blows me away a little bit. That's rad because it's like uh, if a director got a movie to do and is fans of it, you know, yeah. being fans of people that you play with, it's a kind of important thing with the chemistry and the mutual respect you got, and that's where the magic happened. And I think it's the case. From what I heard, it's really a natural. Uh, you guys want to have fun, no pressure, nobody yeah. expecting anything. So I think it's uh, it's the perfect you know uh, combination for creating something uh, brand new, original, and and kickass. And that's what I love about it. It's original. There's there's been a lot of people since the the second single came out the other day. It's called Mercy Brown. The first single is called Dark, called Dark Hearts, but the consensus from people like posting on our Facebook and saying stuff to us and emailing us is that there's enough nostalgia so they kind of remember the '90s skate punk stuff, but then it's got very modern production on it, and it's got a little bit of metal in there. And then Pedro, our singer, kind of has a, a more of a poppy voice. So it's, I mean, I thought from day one, but I mean, I'm in the band, I'm writing the songs. I didn't, my opinion doesn't really matter. You know, like I liked it. I thought it was cool. But the consensus so far has been that people really enjoy it and they, they have this nostalgia when they listen to it, but then it fits with what's going on today as well. And that I could sit back and say we meant for that to happen, but we didn't. We just, we just wrote what we wrote and, 
it came out that way. I mean, we've got me and the rest of the guys are like in our late thirties, early forties, then Matt's in his fifties. So it's kind of a, a wide swath of like ages in the band. And, but we all have one thing in common and that's our love for like punk rock. And that's kind of where it comes from, you know? Yeah. And that's where you see that there's no age, you know, and that's yeah. the thing you know there are so many people uh from the first wave of punk rock that's still around you know uh, uh like you i did many interview with those guys and they're rad legion and they, they you know they're stick to that thing it keep us young it keep us you know um it keep us doing what you know those passion you got inside and those crazy id that you think it's impossible it just gets you driving to do it and just yeah. don't think and do it and i think that's the case with the band you know you just you go straight for it and that's it let's see what's happened after but uh, the reaction is amazing you know i read the comments and everything and it's such <laughs> a positive vibe and that's what we need right now and i love like you said the originality the combination of everyone in the band and uh, not really put a, a, a direction you know we're gonna sound yeah. like Kate punk from the 90s or anything like you said there's a little bit of nostalgia but it's different and that's what i'm looking for like a lot of people you know skate punk is amazing there's so many things you can do now with it but uh, uh to recreate the same thing over and over again there's no point you know i think well yeah and i mean we have i'm looking at this piece of paper my little erase board that's got all the songs for the full length that we're working on it's like right in front of me and there's 15 songs on there and literally we have songs that could fit with blink 182 songs we have songs that could fit with old metallica songs we i mean it's kind of across the board like we're just a rock band with a lot of different influences and from day one when we decided to be a band and not just like this project during the pandemic i want everybody to have equal say in everything like so far it's been me sending like the skeleton of a song to everybody and then they record their parts and pedro writes the lyrics and matt puts his bass on it but i I love the fact that like we don't have veto power. Like if Matt sends me something back and I don't think it's good, it's like, well, that's what Matt put on it. And if Pedro sing sends me back like his vocals and there's a part that I'm not sure of, I'm like, well, he's the singer. That's what he did. So nobody, nobody like, like, yes, I'm sort of writing like the main chord progressions and the arrangement or whatever, but everyone has equal say and no one can really veto anything that happens because we want it to be a band and not like a dictatorship like most bands are yeah yeah and you i think that you know when you're young and you start a band you don't know a shit so everything yeah. is new and you know dealing with those because it's tough it's uh there's a lot of compromise like you said and um kind of you know somebody want to take over the power of the band and everything so you're young and dealing with that it's not like dealing with that at our age you know i'm i'm yeah. 39 um i've got kids the vision of the world is pretty different and and like yeah. you said i'm sure matt it's the same you know we've been involved in in no use touring non-stop you know the scenes and everything i'm sure uh, at that point you want to cut the bullshit and just have the fun <laughs> the fun part of it because well, you you've done none, of, none of us think that this is going to be like how we make a living because i mean we all have jobs and kids and we've all like you know tim's band was up for two junos last year i mean like he he doesn't need to do this band you know what i mean like none of us really need to do it but that was where it kind of came from 
we we want to take it seriously and we want it to be a real thing, but we don't want any stress. We don't want anybody, you know, I mean, if you've been in a band before, you know, it's like a marriage. You have to compromise and you have to, you know, kind of bend to other people's stuff once in a while. In this band, we just said, let's just write a bunch of songs and see what happens and have fun. And we did that and a bunch of labels were interested, which was kind of crazy. And uh, we went with Spam Records out of out of Austria and it's going really, really well. And who knows what the future holds? I know we're going to put out a full length record. And after that, I have no idea, <laughs> but we're just having a good time and we don't want any stress, no drama. We just want to play music with our friends and hopefully people enjoy it. But if they don't, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think like the way you, you create music, things going to come naturally. And that's cool yeah. with that, you know, because, uh, and, and that's the, the cool thing. You, you spoke about Tim, you know, I'm a huge fan of protest the hero. Uh, you know, yeah, in Canada, yeah. we've been following them since day one, and I play them a lot on the show. And actually, I I love the way they play their metal. It's so different than everybody, um, you know. And 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 Tim is such a character too. So yeah, yeah, it's the personality of all of you that make it uh, a lot interesting because that's gonna be the thing. I'm I can't wait to see you live. Um, and I know you know those songs are are meant to be played live. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the funny thing you bring up, Tim, uh, the the only negative comments we've had whatsoever have come from protest fans. <laughs> but it, it's it's funny. The one guy was like, Tim deserves so much better than this. And I went on there and I said, hey, man, if you don't like it, that's cool. But like Tim grew up listening to punk rock. Yeah. Like, all those guys did. So when I hit Tim up to see if he wanted to do it, he's like, I've always wanted to be in like a punk band, like a skate punk, like this kind of band. So like I think it's funny because Tim and Rody and all those guys, I mean Rody's favorite band is Propagandi. So I mean, it's funny that they're fans and no offense to their fans because they're I'm a fan of theirs. I'm talking about myself because I love that band. I have since since Kazayo, since I got that back in 2005 or whenever. And I just there's been a couple people on Facebook and different places that are like Eh, it's it's not for me. Tim deserves better, but it's like you know, music's music, man. It's it's all different, and I don't know. I mean, it doesn't upset me because I'm not writing this for protest the hero fans, but Tim <laughs> loves it, and Tim's in the band, and and I mean, everybody digs it, you know. So just try something different. One guy the other day said from a protest the hero like uh, group on Facebook said, you know, this is actually a cool song. <laughs> And he like put like a weird like shrug emoji after it. I was like, well, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate the compliment, the backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, metal are purists. It's, yeah. uh, but it's cool. I, I love the two scenes. You know, I was a metalhead before I was a punk rocker. So, uh, yeah. so was I. <laughs> and then like propaganda is strung out and then protest. They they were the bridge, you know, between those two scenes, you know, where. Yeah. Warp Tour collide a couple of bands like that. I remember seeing Protest the Hero for the first time at the Warp Tour and spoke with the guy and they were a kid. They, they just want to have fun. So, yeah. and I'm sure Tim is uh, have that same spirit, you know, after all the zero of just having fun and not having the pressure of people that not making music whining about, you know, he, he deserved better. Like he's not involved in protests anymore and just being in that band. It's just people are so narrow mind, you know, you have yeah. to keep the door open. And yeah, grow up in punk rock. I, I, I spoke a lot with him about all those bands and, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> the Canadian scene and, you know, the impact of it too, you know, over the years. We realize it now, but 
um, when I was a kid, you know, people didn't realize that we have such a, a big scene and people were uh, embrace it around the world. I It's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was, but I realized that probably 90% of the bands I listen to currently are Canadian. <laughs> it, like, I mean, because the other day I was listening to the Weaker Thans and then I yeah. was I was listening, of course, City and Color. I think Dallas is, ama is amazing. And who else is I listening to? I was listening to uh, to Choke. Yeah, oh, I love Choke, man. And and just yeah. I don't know all the old Small Man Records stuff. Like I was listening to that. Like I just I have I just have a massive love for the Canadian scene, like the underground scene. And I just realized the other day, it's like, man, that's like eighty percent of my collection is Canadian bands. I it's just kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, and you know it's a it's a, it's a really diverse scene too. You know, when you look band like No Means No or DOA, yeah. uh, they're pretty different in, in, in their approach in punk rock. But you know, it's uh, it what keep it interesting. You know, and but yeah, I mean, right now it's it always this thing. You know, when there's an explosion somewhere like California or New York or San Francisco or in London, uh, after that it's. Uh, it can take forever to have that uh, explosion again. It happened elsewhere. It happened in yeah. Sweden. Now I think, you know, Quebec have that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always other place and it's normal. It's, it's, uh, that's the, the, that's where a movement is healthy and growing up. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I'll tell you that that new, I was going to mention it with the Canadian stuff I was talking about. That new Belvedere record is amazing. Ooh. Yeah. So good. Man. It blew my mind. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I like playing fast, but I got, I got to put some dynamics in there. They're just like, they'll beat your ass the whole time. And it's all, I love it. Since Steve and Casey and those guys are so great. Yeah. Steven Rawls, it's such a, a dedicated, you know, dude. It it approach it like he 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 will die if it's not perfect. It's yeah. uh, it, it's uh, it's a total devotion, and and you know the result of the new records. It's uh, I'm really happy for them because you know I know they struggle a lot. You know, Canada yeah. is a in the ass to cover, and they went a lot in the states. But when they started up, it was rough because each time you go to the state, it's like a uh, start up again, you know, because it's so big to cover. So I'm proud that now uh, with the internet and people know about Belvedere and they they released the records, you know, that's uh, kind of the masterpiece everybody were uh, expecting for many years. I, I tell you, man, I I used to tour manage The Reason. Oh. And uh, they were called Sewing with Nancy before they were called The Reason. I, I tour managed yeah. them for, for years. I've known those guys for like 20 years. And <laughs> It was the first time I did like a cross Canadian tour. Okay. Way back in the day, it was on uh, when when the reason put out Ravenna on Small Man, like okay. 2004, 2005. It was like the first 
I'd been to Canada many times and played shows, but I'd never gone like Vancouver to PEI. You know what I mean? Like I'd never done that. <laughs> and the drives, oh my God, I didn't realize it's like we played Toronto and then the next day or two we had to be in Thunder Bay and it we had to drive north for like ten or twelve hours. It was crazy, man. Like and, and there's there's so you know, amount of time. There's nothing to see. Absolutely nothing to see on the road. It's uh, it's tough. Geographically, it's uh, it's tough to cover, and that's why um, you know, band go a lot now to Europe and and yeah. even in the states where you can do like uh, pretty much more dates and being you know more healthy on the road than just losing through twelve hour of gas. Uh, getting to Thunder Bay and play in front of 55, 65 person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, and we, I tell you on that tour, I got, I got an education on Canada because we played every little town. We went to like Yellow Knife and we went to Red wow. Deer, Alberta, Medicine Hat, Alberta, like all these like places I had never heard of before. And, and it was a blast. And I got to meet a lot of cool people and play a lot of shows. But yeah, man, it's, uh, the drives are pretty brutal up there. <laughs> From your era right now, how's the local scene? Maybe before the pandemic, because everything stopped with the pandemic. But before the pandemic, how was the local scene? Was well, it health? I, I live kind of in the middle of the country. I live uh, close to Indianapolis, Indiana. We're about three hours, three and a half hours south of Chicago. And there's always been a pretty viable scene here. I think more back in the day and then now, there's a lot of heavy bands. Okay. Like, lots of metal and some hardcore and and like tough guy or whatever, like kind of those, those kind of bands. When I was younger, when I was coming, like out of high school and I had my first band, there was more of a punk scene and, and there were a lot of punk shows, but it's also an area of the country. They kind of call it the Bible belt. So there's a lot of Christian like oh. underground music shows. But the cool thing is here in Indiana, like even back to when I was young and starting out, they, they never like discriminated. You would be on a, on a show with a Christian hardcore band and with a Christian punk band. And then you would be the secular punk band. Like we all just played shows together because we were just renting out Legion halls and like, you know, shelters at a park and stuff like that. So you couldn't really be picky. You kind of, if you were in underground music, you had to just hang with everybody. It didn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, I respect the scene. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not Catholic or anything. I, yeah. I was born Catholic, but I don't. So was I. <laughs> that religion is my favorite band. So it's you know, they're one of my favorites, too, man. I, I got you. But, you know, I, I spoke with band like much the same where their singer is really Christian and everything. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, like I said, it's never to a closed door. It's really interesting to see their point of view and everything. And in the 90s, there was a huge um, uh, 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 with Tooth and Nail Records, there yeah. was a huge scene, you know, uh, working on. I know the Craig Brothers were not Christian, but they were playing a lot with yeah. MXPX was one of them too. So yeah, it was uh, people were kind of accurate of that scene, but um, we don't heard about that anymore a lot here. Well, I think you know, not to offend anybody, because a lot of those bands you just mentioned are friends of mine, like Gunner and Mike from MXPX and all that, but. I think that when you're young and you're in a band and you've been raised a certain religion, it just makes sense to kind of continue that on into your art that you make. And then when you become an adult, I'm not saying that you are not that religion anymore, but I think it's easier to separate the two mm. kind of like Gunner, you know, like he, he has his religion and his faith, but when you listen to much the same, 
it's not overtly Christian in its themes, you know? So that's what I think it is. I think, you know, when I was growing up, that was a huge thing because of where I live in, in America or in the United States of America, because it's a very religious area of the country, mostly Christian or different sects of Christianity. And that's why there was such a huge scene of those bands here. And those bands now, they're probably not even bands anymore, but most of the guys I knew that played in those bands, I don't know if they're still Christians or not, but I know that the music they make is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said, you know, when you're young and you embrace it, you you must dedicate. Like when yeah. we were young and we were screaming anarchy and, and, you know, doing that A, like with the circles everywhere we can. <laughs> but when you grow up, like with the kids and everything, it's just, it's not the full-time part of your life now you you have other things to do and it's just i think it's become more a state of mind there a statement that you want to say to the world and everybody around you so i think that the different there still are but they don't have to yell it out loud because they're um they're feeling well with that you know and it's a personal thing i think well and i'll say it to anybody out there that still feels kind of like that isn't the case they just need to listen to 88 Fingers Louie and listen to Punk Rock Rulebook, and they'll know exactly what we're talking about. It's so true. That and song meant more to me as a 40-year-old than it did as a 20-year-old. <laughs> and if anybody hasn't heard that, maybe you'll play it on your radio show. Listen to the lyrics that Dennis is singing, because when you become an adult, I'm still a punk rocker, but man, I have kids. I have a mortgage. I have a car. I have all like, you can't be a gutter punk when you're 40. It doesn't look good on you. Wow. I've got I've got I've got two kids actually. Uh, so do I. <laughs> my my girlfriend got twins too. So we're four kid ears like two adults. So uh, yeah, wow. it's uh it's something that you cannot do anymore, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, but that's that's another cool thing that I love about the scene, you know. Uh like you said, even in our core, you know, when they were young, <clears throat> when you saw Matt Ball and your stick front and everything, they were like really in your face, the attitude and everything. They were scared the shit out of me like just meeting them i would be really impressed but i did and and now you know they're um you know that some of them got kids uh, their yeah. grandfather and it's just their approach of life it's so different they still have that attitude but you know we calm down over the years and it's kind of funny to see uh you know how, how driving we were in our 20s and you know the revolution slowed down a bit when you're 40. <laughs> well i mean the the ideals that punk rock taught me as far as you know don't trust the government and think for yourself and and you know don't be an intolerant asshole like that kind of stuff i hold with me and i will till the end of my life but it's kind of sad when you see like a 40 or 50 year old dude with Liberty spikes that's drinking a malt liquor outside of a punk show. Like <laughs> just, you know, you gotta, you, I think it's almost more punk rock now to become a member of society and not be a bad person. Yeah. But I might get yeah. a lot of shit for that. I don't know. Yeah. But it's cool because you know, uh, in the nineties you were there with the explosion of the offspring yeah. drink and rancid and green day. Um, you know, punk was in the market everywhere you know yeah. but thing after um the 90s there was the emo thing they really tried to do the same thing with emo but it doesn't you know last a long time and then yeah. they drop out all the punk rock band and the scene was kind of uh not it, it was still going but 
thing where really people were kind of leaving the scene. And that's where I started up the radio show. Everybody was leaving it. Where the hell are you going? It's still good. But uh, well, I mean, I, I do think it's kind of cool because like I have the analytics for my podcast and it, it tells the ages of my listeners and I have all ages listening, but there's that huge spike of like 35 to 45 male. <laughs> <laughs> and it, ma- it makes sense because if you go to a descendant show, you're going to see little kids, you're going to see women or whatever, but you're going to see a lot of 35 to 45 year old dudes because the descendants are a band that came of age kind of when we were all coming up, you know, and I am a diehard descendants fan and I'm 43 years old. So it kind of makes sense when you look at that, but then it's cool to be a generational band to where when I went, yeah, there you go. When I went to see the descendants a couple of years ago, it was the first time I'd seen them in a while. And I was hanging out with Stefan and I realized I looked out and I was like, Oh, there's a guy that has his kid with him. And then there's an older guy with him. It's like three generations of people are going to see the descendants. And I, I just think that's amazing. I don't think that's sad at all. I think that's amazing that that kind of thing can happen. You can spread this type of music to your offspring, not the offspring, but your offspring. It's fun because you said sad at all with the descendants. So it's always like, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I love them as well. I had, I've had, uh, I had Scott on Scott Reynolds on my show a while back too. He's awesome. I'm getting ready to have uh Chad and, and, and uh, Dave Smalley on there too. I want to have everybody that had anything to do with all on the program. So I did. It was on my checklist. I did yeah. that. I think a year and a half ago. I've got the three in a row. It was amazing. And they were like, "I've got plenty of time, Eric. Ask all the question." It was something like an hour and a half and two hour with Chad, Scott, yeah. and and Dave. They're amazing. And then yeah, there's there's so much to 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 speak about all and there's it's a really mysterious and interesting it's uh all it's the band that um it fascinated me you know the descendants it's uh, it blow my mind but all it just it fascinated me i want to understand why people didn't get into all as much but now people know with the release of the doc- documentary and everything and that's what i I'm so proud for the Descendants when they came back, um, you know, with the two last records. Uh, yeah. They were headlining every festival, jam pack, and, you know, they were getting what Blink got of ripping them in a way. <laughs> well, dude, and I'll tell you, I, I, I collect vinyl, and all vinyl used to be a lot cheaper before Filmage came out. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's a lot of people wanting it, so it, the price is going up, you know? Yeah, even the SSD records, which uh, they own a lot, uh, they're selling high price. And with the shipping in Canada, it's uh, it's uh, it's really it's rough on the budget because yeah. the shipping cost uh, uh, same or equal as the vinyl. So it, it can get you to eight eighty to ninety dollars just for a vinyl and a T-shirt. So yeah. Well, I tell you what. Speaking of that, like not to keep selling my own stuff, but uh. We actually, our merch company that we use for the band is in Ontario. Oh, it's, it's called Road Dice Road Dog Supply, and oh. for the, for the new record, uh, the new seven inch, we have a bunch of bundles on there with hoodies and shirts and stickers and whatever with the seven inch, and we we think it's cool because we have a pretty big following online from Canada, and so they don't have to have the outrageous shipping fees from Europe or the states or whatever. They can just go to firesaleisaband.com order the new record, the bundles, whatever, and they'll ship right from Ontario. 
cool. I'm going to go grab it right after the interview. It's so cool, man. If I can encourage you, I'm going to be proud. And yeah, yeah, because shipping is a pain in the ass. Sometimes it just gets me, oh, I'm going to wait till well, the tour and buy a, a shirt or the vinyl when they came to town. I'm going to save like yeah, something like 35 bucks. <laughs> well, that's the thing that's kind of hard in this climate now, like trying yeah. to release music physically, because we could just do digital and whatever. Like we've all played in bigger bands, so people would check it out. But being on, you know, Spam Records and them releasing a seven inch, we're we're going to do the full length. We wanted to put something out first to kind of introduce the band. But it's kind of weird because you have to get these distros, and I wanted to make sure, like, you know, Spam's got Europe on on lock. We have a label in Japan, I think, that's getting ready to release it. We have a label in Australia that's getting ready to do some work with it. And then Spam is just opening up their own U.S. store in a couple of days. So we had Canada covered because with my podcast and the band, we use Road Dog Supply. Sarah that owns it is my, my merch director and art director for the podcast. So we just did everything through her for the band. And they were going to go with another label out of Canada to distribute it. But they're like, you guys have the channel. Why don't we just let you distribute it in Canada? And that's... It's working out so far. It's selling briskly. If you do want one, I, I would act fast because once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good problem. Like, yeah. I'm sure you're gonna repress after that, but uh, yeah, people go grab it physically. I know it's more important than ever. You know, with the crisis with the industry yeah. of music, uh, people uh, those bands need you. Uh, they're gonna put gas in their uh, um, for their, uh, in their vans and they're gonna tour. That's what what we need and that's what we want we want them in canada and of course they will come yes. they love canada <laughs> i love canada i can't wait to get up there man and i know that you know you know protest is from there uh no use and face-to-face -face have had huge careers up there the ataris had a huge following up there so when we get there i think the shows will go pretty well hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah and and the thing is like you said everybody knows everybody and then yeah. It just be Matt again, uh, playing bass. Uh, it bring it's gonna bring a lot of people. People will know what it have been through, and uh, it's gonna be so cool and kind of surreal to see him back. You know, like you said, he's one of my favorite bass player too. Uh, is incredible, and I know he loves metal. I spoke uh, with him about Iron Maiden, about Motorhead, yeah. about you know Venom or the old shit, and he knows his metal, and I respect that a lot. <laughs> the, the funny thing about Matt, every time he sends me a bass line for a song that we're writing he'll he'll say i kind of went crazy if you want me to tone it down i can then i listen and it's like the most mind-blowing matt riddle signature bass thing i've ever heard in my life i'm like <laughs> i said don't ever tone it down i want i want people to when they hear this if they have no idea what band it is i want them to go i don't know what band it is but matt riddle's playing bass <laughs> that's what i told him so yeah you guys gonna have a, a great time on tour um yeah. and, and thank you so much uh, i didn't warn you you're stuck in a false contract with the radio show that you never signed that doesn't really exist but it's your show guys uh, i mean i respect what you're doing with the podcast a lot you know we're doing the same thing it's yeah. not an easy thing if it was easy uh, everybody would do that you have yeah. to uh you know, I think it's a job for, you have to be the nice guy, you know, if you're an asshole or you don't let people talk, you, you really have to make a connection with the artists that you're on. But when you, you tour with those guys, it's cool to connect in a different way. And I'm sure that's what you were living with the podcast.
I mean, with the podcast, the one the one thing that people tell me all the time, like I'm I've never really interviewed people before. I'm not a journalist or anything like that, but I just talk to them and ask them questions that I want and try to have a conversation as opposed to just badgering them with questions. And, you know, guys like Fat Mike and the people I mentioned before, like Trevor from Face to Face, when they when we get done recording, the one thing that they always tell me is that was actually fun. It didn't feel like an interview. And I'm like, that's what I want. I, I want it to just feel like two dudes talking. And that's kind of what we're doing right now. And I, I like the fact that you're kind of that same way. You know, it's an interview. Yeah. I mean, everybody go out check and please check out my band fire sale. But I also enjoy the whole art of just talking to someone about things that we care about, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing I understood really fast when I started up doing interview. They don't want to hear the same questions. It kind of yeah. blow the thing up. It's just that what we have in common, we're two passion people about music and we involve in the same scene. Yep. So we have a start there and then you work with that and everything just go like a, a wave. It's like surfing. You don't have to force um, to hit the big wave. It have to came naturally. And that's how I take interview. And I don't see like, um, like you said, if I have a fat mic or I have a local band here, like still insane or whatever, it's just, there's no, for me, there's no small or middle or yeah. big. And it's, uh, I will always take the time with everybody because it's, uh, like I said, it's a passion for something that don't bring a lot of, of cash. So, you know, Chris, thank you for losing money in the name of punk rock. <laughs> hey, man, I, I love punk rock. I love music more than anything in the world. And uh, I'm just happy you wanted to speak with me today, man. I appreciate it so much. It's a huge honor, my friend. Um, again, we repeat ourselves. People go grab the records, vinyl, CDs, shirts, or whatever you can. If you cannot afford it, go listen to it. It's everywhere. Uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever, but learn the goddamn song and sing them live. We we will definitely make sure if you want the bundles or anything, or even to contact us or anything about us at all, it's over at firesaleisaband.com. Krish, you're really generous of your time. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to do a special on you guys, uh, of course, in a couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, man, any times we're going to be waiting for you in Quebec, Montreal and all over Canada until then have the time of your life and say hi to everybody in the band and kiss him for me because I loved him more than the other. <laughs> I, I definitely will, man. And thank you so much for your time and for caring enough to have me on and let's have you on my show too, man. That will be a wrap. That will be yeah. my pleasure. Seriously. Well, keep, um, keep in touch and we'll make it happen. Okay. Oh yeah, cool. I'm I'm all in, man. Whenever you want, man. I've got the time. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it so much. And uh, are you gonna play our track? Hell yeah, man. We're gonna <laughs> play the two single, and if if there's another single, because I'm gonna air it in maybe three weeks. So in three weeks, is there something around? Just there, there, there will just there will just be the two singles that are on Spotify, and I can send you whatever you need, man. Just let me know. If, if, if you wanted me to play an exclusive songs, that will be cool. <laughs> we, I'll tell you what, uh, we can do that, but it's going to be a couple months. We're, we're working on mastering and everything right now. So keep me both. We can do that. I will. Thank you so much for your time, man. This has been a blast. Thank you. Same here, man. It was a huge honor. So, uh, whatever you drink, it's on me for tonight. Uh, <laughs> when we met in person, Mountain Dew on me. Oh, wow. 
Actually, you've got like something like 54 grams of sugar, man. It's uh, Dude, I, I've been on, I've been on the keto diet, but my wife and I are cheating today. So I went and got a soda because I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheating big time. Like, yeah, I try I try one a couple of weeks ago, but I, I, I drink like two or three times out of it. And I was like so sugar load. And I'm not used to have that amount of sugar. And like you see, I've got a lot of energy. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I, today's a one-time thing. I don't normally drink it, so that's cool. But whenever you drink, it's on me. And when you come, guys, uh, let's have a, a beer, a coffee, or whatever. Cool, man. It sounds great to me. Just uh, keep in touch, buddy. Thank you, man. I will keep you posted anyway. Cool. See you, buddy. See you, man. Hell yeah. So there it was, my conversation with Eric over at Prescription Punk Rock. You can check him out. Just search for Prescription Punk Rock on Facebook. And uh, if you want to listen to them, they're on live every Monday. You can also go on YouTube and check out like the actual videos of the interviews. But every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can check them out on CKRL dot qc dot ca one more time that is ckrl dot qc dot ca thank you so much eric i appreciate it so much it was a lot of fun chatting with you and i can't wait to do it again so ladies and gentlemen i'm back i won't say i'm back weekly but i'm back and i hope you enjoyed this little chat you know it is self-serving but i'm super proud of the band uh the seven inch will start shipping within the next couple weeks if you have not picked it up uh supplies are very very limited because uh it was a pretty short run uh but yeah you can still pick it up there's two variants there's like a gold splatter variant and then there's like a blood red splatter variant and uh once again if you want to check that out you can get the blood splatter variant and bundles with like hoodies and all kinds of cool stuff over at our website, uh, firesaleisaband.com. You can also find all the links for everything there, and you can follow us on the socials at firesaleisaband. I'd like to give a shout-out to Sarah, our art director on the podcast. She does awesome work. She is doing everything for Fire Sale as well with her merch company, Road Dog Supply. And uh, they do a lot of stuff for bands. They do websites. They do everything. She always does the art for the episodes for this. She did uh, the the art for our single Dark Hearts, which was our first single we released. And she does a really, really good job. If you guys need any work done, hit her up. You can just uh, find Road Dog on all the socials at Road Dog Supply. Or you can go to RoadDogSupply.com. But yes, if you want to pick up the, our debut 7-inch, the Fire Sale 7-inch, you can do it at firesaleisaband.com or if you are in the United States of America and you would just like to pick up the, I think it's the gold splatter variant is available here. You can get it from our record label, sbam-rocks.us, spam-rocks.us, or if you want to get it in Europe, I'm looking again. I should have these memorized. You would think that I would have them memorized, but I don't. Shop, that is S-H-O-P dot S-B-A-M dot rocks. That is in Europe. And I I know that if you're in, I think, uh, let's see, 
In the UK, you can get it through lockjawrecords.uk, I think is what it is. And cortexrecords.com in Germany. And uh, there's somewhere else in Poland, melodic punk style or something. Just, it's all on our socials at Fire Sale is a band. Pick it up. Supplies are limited. There are two variants. And uh, since we're doing this full length, I don't know if the 7-inch will get pressed again. So if you want to check it out, go ahead and grab it. We would appreciate it. Also, go on to Spotify and check out our two singles that we've released. And uh, we got more coming soon. A lot more. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And as far as the podcast goes, I'll be back. I don't know if it'll be this week or next week or the week after. I'm going to play it by ear till the end of the year. (laughs) That rhymed. But uh, it's going to be cool. I have the uh, top 10 releases episode that I'm going to do with my buddy Gavin Smith over at Behind the Stage podcast. His podcast is great. You got to check it out. But yeah, that's it. And if you have a list, everybody makes a list, like a top five, a top 10 of releases. There was a lot of good music this year. And I I, I did my list the other night. And I was kind of proud of myself because it's very eclectic. There's some punk rock on there. There's some country on there. There's some pop on there. There, there's some some really cool stuff in a lot of different genres. So, uh, so yeah, I was proud of myself. I'm not just the punk guy. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there that I like. So send in your top 10 of the year because I would love to read your top 10 on that episode. So TOTOTpodcast at gmail.com, all the socials at TOTOTpodcast. The best for this episode, for the top 10 release episode, would be to hear your own voice featured on the episode. So call the hotline and leave me a message with your top 10 releases or top five releases or top three releases, whatever, of 2021. Uh, Just call the hotline. It is area code 765-372-8818. So that is going to do it for this episode. Like I said, a little bit different. We're going to be back. The next episode will be... uh, a regular episode with Mr. Zach Wild from Black Label Society and the mighty Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, that's going to do it for today. So what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to leave you because I've all this fire cell talk. You're probably sick of hearing it already, but I am going to play our latest single, which is entitled Mercy Brown. And uh, I hope you guys really like it. I think we played it. We played it when it first came out as well. But uh, this is on Spotify right now as for, and, and also our first single, Dark Hearts. Uh, I hope you enjoy them. Please like them, add them to your playlists, do all the newfangled, cool digital streaming stuff you're supposed to do, and uh, share it on your stories. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do. Share it on your stories. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm 43 years old. And sometimes I just feel like I'm begging people to like, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. But you know, that's what you got to do. I, I'm proud of this stuff, and I, I want a lot of people to check it out, even people that don't like it. Now, I will say uh, to anybody out there that is listening, Tim MacMiller, who's in the band, he's in Protest the Hero, a Juno Award-winning kind of you know progressive heavy metal, whatever you want to call it, band. And uh, there's been a lot of protest fans that have been like, what is this shit? But you know what? Thanks for checking it out. It's not for everybody. I know that. But uh, I just always think it's great because, like, the face-to-face fans, they dig it. 
The No Use fans, they dig it. The Ataris fans, they dig it. The Amberetta fans, they dig it. And then the the protest fans are like, "This is this is blasphemy. Why is Timmy in this band?" But but we we love Timmy. He's a good dude, and uh, he writes really good music. And he's a stand up human being, as are the other guys in the band as well. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I talked a lot on this episode because I haven't talked for like two months. So uh, if you need to get a hold of me or if you need anything at all, tototpodcast at gmail.com. That is the most direct and easiest way to do it. Get your voicemails in to the for our year-end top three, five, 10, 20 list. If you want to be featured on the episode, uh, that's the hotline number, area code 765-372-8818. And I'm going to stop talking now. I love all of you out there. Thanks again for all the support and all the kind words. It really helped and it made me feel better. So thank you so much. I'm going to leave you now with the most recent single from Fire Sale. This is called Mercy Brown. And it's about a 19-year-old girl that died from tuberculosis. And they dug her up and thought she was a vampire. And they cut her heart out. And they burnt it. And use the ashes with water to make a tonic for her brother Edwin to drink so he wouldn't die, but he died anyway. That's what it's about. Happy stuff. Happy stuff over here in Fire Sale Land. (laughs) I love everybody out there, and I will talk to you very, very soon. Peace.
It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing <laughs> so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts thank you <laughs>